Good morning, everyone. Actually, it's just hitting me that may not be morning for you when you're listening to this. This is JC on the You Made New podcast. We are up to episode 20. And it's funny, as I listened to the jingle um, this morning, I'm already sick of it. I may have to come up with a different one. We'll see what happens for episode 21. But today, it is a Monday morning for me. Again, not sure when you're listening, but I have been filled with thoughts um, over the weekend. In fact, it's really funny. I had one specific quote in my mind that's just been like, that's what we need to talk about on the next podcast. And it's just been coming and coming. And then it dawned on me. I thought, wait a second, I used it already. Um, maybe, maybe it would be beating a dead horse. And then I was sitting with my husband last night, who was actually a coach also, who was going through some, some slides and things and prep for something he's doing. And he said, have you ever seen my quotes on unlearning? And guys, I'm not even kidding. Unlearning was the quote that had been in my mind that I wanted to use again. And I was like, wait, what? And he said, yeah, have you, have I showed you these? And I said, no, really like show me. (laughs) It seems that the Lord is making this apparent that this is supposed to be our theme for this week. So first, before I dive into the the quotes that my husband shared, let's go back to the quote I used. And it was in a much earlier episode. Forgive me. I don't remember which one. But this is where we need to go today. Again, because maybe just because I've been thinking about it. The quote I shared comes from Andrew Murray in his book, The Practice of God's Presence. And it it goes like this. And again, it's about unlearning, unlearning that concept. Unlearning is often the most important part of learning. Wrong impressions, prejudices, and beliefs are obstacles in the way of learning. Until these have been removed, the teacher labors in vain. The knowledge he communicates only touches the surface. Deep under the surface, the pupil is guided by what has become second nature to him. So the first work of the teacher is to discover and make the pupil see and remove these hindrances. Then he finishes like this. There can be no true and faithful learning about Christ when we are not ready to unlearn. By heredity, by education, by tradition, we've established our thoughts about religion and God's word, thoughts that are often great hindrances to our learning the truth. To learn of Christ requires a willingness to subject every truth we hold to his inspection for criticism and correction. Now, you may remember that, um, and we're going to build on that. That's really where I want to go today. Um, Here is where I really was getting all excited because these are, my husband had three additional quotes on on the idea of unlearning. One came from Henry David Thoreau, where he said, When any real progress is made, we unlearn and learn anew what we thought we knew before. (laughs) We thought we understood something, but to truly make progress, we unlearn and learn anew that same thing. Um, This comes from Friar Richard Rohr, if I'm saying that correctly. Transformation is often more about unlearning than learning. And then the final one is unknown. Learning to unlearn is the highest form of learning. So why, why am I just going over and over and over that word? What is it that's stuck in my head? I've been thinking a lot about the journey we've been trying to outline so far in this podcast. Health and wellness, trying to move in a new, be, a new direction. Um, and, and 
again, this is a theme we've already touched on, but so often um, we try to make changes in this area by focusing on our behavior, altering our behavior, making lists of how we're going to act differently, eat differently, do things, exercise more, a behavior. And I've tried to create the theme throughout these first 20 episodes that I really believe with all my heart that the beginning of change comes through restructuring and remodeling what's happening deep in our heart and mind. And so, yes, we need to learn new ideas, new ways to see our body image, new ways to handle food, new ways to approach caring for ourselves. But just in case the quote I shared on Earn Learning much earlier did not sink in, I wanted to spend an entire podcast just hammering that concept. You cannot learn unless you first unlearn the old. Unlearn the old, and then you can replace it with the new. I was doing a little um, research on this um, in in prep for this. I really like this definition of unlearning, and it was just a basic article online. I can't remember where I found it. Um, oh, wait. Mostly unlearning means letting go of false beliefs and assumptions that we formally use to govern our existence. Letting go is unlearning. We've got to nail down the things that the false beliefs and assumptions that have ruled us for so long and then unlearn them. But then here's the next quote. And this comes from a Harvard business review article. I know those don't seem to be like places where we would learn about health and wellness, but I promise we're going to tie this together. This one's really cool. Oh, I didn't write down the article or the um, author of this either. Forgive me. Unlearning is not about forgetting. Did you hear that? It's not about just forgetting it. It's about the ability to, to choose an alternative mental model or paradigm. When we learn, we add new skills or knowledge to what we already know. When we unlearn, we step outside the mental model in order to choose a different one. So I like how Andrew Murray in the first quote tied this together with Christ, how he cannot teach us unless we're ready to unlearn, to let him show us the things that we believed that need to be restructured and remodeled. I was trying to think of a scriptural parallel to all these, you know, secular quotes. And the idea keeps coming to mind. And again, I know we've talked about this, but it's the concept of repentance. And how we don't often walk around saying, I need to repent of my negative body image. Or I need to repent of the way I approach food or the way I use food as my comfort. Or I need to repent of the way I take care of myself. I'm not doing well taking care of my temple that the Lord has given me. I need to repent of that. We don't use that word. We really don't like to throw it around. It seems so negative. But again, the Greek word in the New Testament that's used to translate into repentance is the word metanoeo. And all it means is a change of mind. Can you see that? I mean, We can walk around saying, I need to change my mind when it comes to my negative body image, or I need to change my mind when it comes to the way I view food or when I, how I take care of myself. That's, it fits, doesn't it? That's what we're talking about with unlearning. It's a change of mind. It's a metanoeo process. We're unlearning the, the things that the faulty assumptions and beliefs that we've carried 
If that hasn't been a priority, if you've been following with me along in these podcasts and we've been talking about different ways to view things, and yes, that's the exciting part is to begin to see things through a new paradigm and in a new light. But if we haven't truly, truly taken the time to unlearn, to let the Lord outline for each of us the false beliefs that we've carried that have fueled our actions, then we're not going to be able to make room for the new truths. We, we're going to just be adding new wine in old bottles, right? Like the Lord says in the, in the New Testament. So I, I was actually thinking about this this morning, well, and yesterday and the day before. <laughs> and I think the hardest part is admitting to ourselves that we have been carrying false beliefs for a very long time, that we've been deceived or lied to, and that we've bought it hook, line, and sinker. Especially, as I've said over and over, especially if we've been a church person, we've been in our scriptures, and we've been in church, and we've been active in our religion. We think, no, I have not. I've not been deceived. But the whole point of being deceived is that you've been deceived, right? (laughs) Is that... Is that ridiculous to put it like that? But the adversary, I mean, mean, Satan is good at what he does. And when you're deceived, you don't know you've been deceived. That's the whole point, right? You've been tricked. You've been duped. You can't see it. You're blind to it. And man, coming to that point where we really realize that he's good at that and he's worked through messages, through social media, through our culture, through things people have said, he has whispered into our minds so many different pieces and, and little um, beliefs, little messages, little things here and there, there that we put together to, f- to form a paradigm about our body image, about the way we, we challenge or, or way we handle the diet culture, how we've participated in that, how much of it has been a worldly voice, a false belief, an assumption based on something that we've just come up with on our own that needs to be unlearned. I mean, we've talked about body image, the triggers, the things people have said that have formed the body image and how the world's image of beauty has played a huge role in that. We, I mean, we've already kind of gone over this and you, we've kind of gone over some of the triggers and things and how to unlearn those. Um, we've gone over One of the biggest things I needed to unlearn was the false belief I carried that food was the best way to soothe myself. It was my therapist. It was my best friend. It was my comfort. I did not walk around saying that all the time. Like it wasn't my mantra. It was so deeply buried inside of me that I just acted on it all the time. And then I couldn't understand why I couldn't stop the comfort eating. But deep down, the belief was food is my greatest Food is the way to soothe myself. It's my favorite. And until I unlearned that, guess what? Food isn't the best way. There is a comforter and he is a thousand times better than what food tells me that it's offering me. Do you see the process of having to be humble enough to see how we've been deceived and to tackle it head on? And not be caught up in shame about it, but look at it and say, oh my gosh, I have been so wrong. That's really hard to do, but it's really the only path to freedom. I was talking to a daughter of mine 
just in the last week who was just so filled with anxiety over some things and just mentally being tormented. I mean, we've all been in that place where our mind just will not shut down and it's just circling and circling with all these negative thoughts and negative ideas. And we were hashing it out and trying to work our way through it. And finally, we got to the point where I said, okay, wait a second, wait a second. Where are those voices coming from in your head? And she truly believed it was just out of her head. And I said, wait a second, (laughs) you have an enemy that hates you and is trying to take you out. Satan has been full on attacking you. And that's the fight that you're feeling. She just thought her own head was coming up with all this negative stuff. And she was just immersed in it. And look at what an awful person I am because I'm thinking all these things and, and caught up in all these things. And we just slowly began to take off the blinders so the enemy could be revealed behind his deception. And I can't even tell you, we were FaceTiming so I could see. I could just see it the light come into her eyes like, oh my gosh, this hasn't been me. He has been after me. Those voices in my head weren't for me. Like it just started to, to just light her up like, oh my heavens. What have I been doing letting him work me like that? But see again, <laughs> he's good at it. And it's easy for him to deceive us because there's so many voices shouting so many things. And sometimes we're not paying attention and things get in and get planted in the seed of our soul. And we end up carrying them for a very long time. Things that can often feel very true. That's the hardest part about it. Food is my comfort felt very true. I mean, it felt true. So why not accept that? Of course, it it did give me comfort. It was comforting in a thousand ways, right? The taste, the the hit in my head, the brain rush I got, the, the everything about it. And so to unlearn that was kind of hard because it felt true. Like, how would I throw that out? That's true. Until the Lord began going, okay, I know it's worked for you on some level, but the truth is that it's not your best friend. I'm your best friend. I can do so much more for your little soul than that chocolate ever could. It's having to have our eyes opened so we can unlearn the whisperings that have been controlling us and ruling us. Let me um, look up a scripture. I think I had it right here. Yes, I did. But now my app's going to be misbehaving and give me all the ads. Romans 12 I beseech you, therefore, verse one and two, sorry, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, which is interesting. It's talking bodies because we've been talking health and wellness and how our body is a temple and how it's a big part of our life is how we care for our body. Present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. But how do we do that? Verse two, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the changing of your behavior, by setting a bunch of goals and trying to to alter our behavior through, you know, an outlining a plan. No, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We could just camp on that phrase right there, couldn't we? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renew. What does that mean? Made new. Purge the old. Unlearn the old. And let our minds be made new through Christ. 
then we can present our bodies a living sacrifice fit for his use because we're not caught up in pursuing all these old messages that have ruled us and these paradigms that we've lived by. For instance, the paradigm that I always tell myself I needed to lose weight. I needed to be thinner, to be more valuable. Uh, on and on and on that ruled me in way or, one way or another. For decades, <laughs> that needed to be made new in me. And it was a multifaceted process of unlearning, number one, the belief that I had to be thin to be valuable that came from the image of the ideal woman. Number two, I mean, how many layers to this? How many comments people had made? How many messages had, had settled them so deep in my brain that a number on the scale? If it's this number, it's bad. A simple belief like that. If it's this number, it's bad. Had to be unlearned. No, JC, you're measuring yourself by the wrong standard. Unlearning the old and re- letting the Lord build a new paradigm for us in health and wellness. And the reason I'm not doing a podcast where I'm outlining, here's the Lord par- Lord's paradigm for you. It's these 10 steps, you know, because your paradigm is going to look different than mine. They'll all be modeled after respect for our temples, respect for our body, eating in a way that's healthy and cares for us, but without being obsessive. I mean, general principles will, will um, be in common with all of us. But the things you need to unlearn are different than the things I need to unlearn. Weight, not, weight may not be a thing for you at all. And maybe other things. What do I need to unlearn? What in my mind needs to be transformed and renewed? Spend a few days praying about that. Not just asking yourself. Because again, many times these are subconscious. They're buried deep. We've been deceived. And so we're blind to it. Ask the Lord. What's funny to me is there were several things. There were many, 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 many things I needed to unlearn. Many. And I'm thankful that he didn't just dump it all like a truckload in my lap and say, yeah, here's how screwed up you are. Look at what a hot mess you are. (laughs) He was very sweet in that I felt his guidance taking me slowly through the process, like peeling an onion, just layer upon layer as I was ready I'd process one and, and be given the time to work with him on, okay, if that isn't the truth, what is the truth then? If that belief that I've been holding for decades is a false belief, what is the truth for me? And he would, you know, we'd work together to, to rebuild a new paradigm. And then once that was settled, we'd move on to a new onion layer. It goes, now, can we tackle this? Can we tackle this other thing over here that's, that's keeping you in bondage? unlearning. Again, this may have been a common theme, but I just really wanted to make sure that even though we've touched on it here and there, that I had a whole 20 minutes to just say, as we try to learn new from Christ, how to care for ourselves, how to see our bodies, how to approach food, dieting, all of it, even caring for ourselves in sickness, all kinds of ways of caring for our physical health, our mental health, our emotional health. As we turn that over to him, yes, he will teach us new, a new paradigm. Yes, he will teach us a new way to view all of it. But unless we've done the work to purge ourselves of the old, to unlearn the old, to at least let him pull it out of the closet, lay it out, help us see it, maybe see where it came from so that it won't get back in our head through that same route. 
oh, that came from, because I've been on social media and that's how that message message gets in my head through those images. And now I'm going to be more aware of it by unlearning and having my eyes opened and deconstructing that old paradigm. Then I can rebuild on that fresh, clean foundation. I remember driving past, I used to live in the town that I went to college Um, It's actually in Rexburg, Idaho. I used to live there for, we raised our family there. And that's where I first went and lived in the dorms. And if several years ago, they went through a construction project where they ripped down the doors, they totally destroyed the dorms I lived in. I was so sad. Like that's where I first started my adult life. And I remember driving by watching just the, you know, the mangled metal as they began to tear it all down. And it's just this big heap. And I was going through some things in my life at that point that were along these same things that we've been talking about. And I remember suddenly seeing that big mess of the old life that I used to live, that dorm sitting there in a pile of rubble. And I remember thinking, it's a painful process sometimes to deconstruct before you can reconstruct. It's sometimes difficult and that's okay too. And it's difficult to see the old go down and into be, you know, just completely demolished like that and torn apart. But the the new thing that the Lord wants to build in place of the old is so beautiful and so freeing and so liberating and will take us to such new places that we'll think, oh, why was I clinging so hard to the old? Unlearning is actually a beautiful, beautiful process. Metanoeo, repentance, having that change of mind. I heard um, read once Theodore M. Burton described repentance as a change of thought and thinking so powerful that it changes your very way of life. There it is again, change in the mind, a change of thought and thinking so powerful. Then it changes our behavior. When the mind changes, the behavior is going to follow naturally as an outcropping of that mind transformation. So that we don't have to white knuckle through some type of behavioral changes. We're different deep down under the surface. We've let the Lord reconstruct us and rework us. And then it's going to come automatically and naturally as a result. I hope you can see the beauty in this doctrine. I hope I did it justice with what the Lord wanted me to do. Remember, unlearning can be the most powerful form of learning and powerful form of translation or transformation. Let him show you this week where you need to unlearn. It may not even be in the area of health and wellness. I'm sure there's some stuff there, but if there's not, let him take you into something else in your marriage, in your parenting, in, you know, a million other things in our lives we need to unlearn. And that's part of the process, but it's also part of our rebirth. Thanks for joining me. Have a great week.